Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F-words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you could get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded, degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. This is Dr. Boris Orlock of Happy Horror Coffee Break, old-time horror radio show. <laughs> and you're listening to a fourth-hand production. Welcome to the weird and mysterious world of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. Coming to you from the mothership directly above the uncanny valley, my name is Bobby Anthem, alias Trash Bandicoot, and with me as always, B-O-B-B-Y, trapped up in the belly of the beast, my partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman. Bobby Blades a.k.a. Sly Cooper. I am not the thievious raccoonist, but, you know, I'm still Sly. <laughs> What's happening, man? Oh, just dealing with back pain. Ah, that's not okay, man. No. I, I do know something that would help that, though. What's, I do know something that would help out that back pain. What's that? Uh, sex? <laughs> that that would that would probably make it worse in the long run but it will help you forget at the moment uh but it's not something i'm gonna help you with <laughs> that's for sure but i think what probably would help is if you maybe send in an email to the programmers yeah i probably should do that since we are living in the matrix you know, got to find out if our robot overlords would actually do something about my pain receptors. Yeah, man, you know, I don't have a great relationship with robots, but they, they seem to like you. So uh, that might be the way to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they like me. You know, they probably like me a little bit more than they like you, but it's probably still yeah. the same as yeah, that's uh, not a lot. how you feel about a snail going by on the, on the pavement, you know? <laughs> 
That is a good point, man. But what we are doing today is we're getting back into the whole thing about the simulated universe, living in the Matrix. Uh, and we kind of ran into a little bit of a problem. Yes. <laughs> this is the Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades reboot of the simulated yeah. world. Um, because we ran into a big old 404 error on the list that we were doing previously. Yeah, because you mentioned you mentioned a snail. We kind of move at a snail's pace on certain things, and we figured we could come back to the list, but we came back and it was gone. And they so. say that everything is forever on the internet, but this was removed. It's gone. Yeah, we think that there might be a reason for that. They're hiding God, man. They're hiding God. They're hiding. In the, yeah, in the hollow earth. That's what's happening. So they don't want us to find, but we're determined. We are determined, which is why we found another list. That's right. You can't keep <laughs> we, us down. We can't be stopped, man. We found another list. It's a very similar list. And I don't know, man, I'm kind of feeling this list a little bit more than, I, than that last one anyway. So Yeah, it seems uh, easily digestible, this one. Yeah. Like, I can get down yeah. with it. I understand what's going on for the most part. We didn't get too science and technical, you know, it just kind of flowed. Yeah, but even still, I don't think we're going to get all the way through this one this time. So Probably we're going to do what we can. We spend a whole lot of time politicking back and forth. So you know how it is. I mean, these things have to be discussed. That they do. So let's go ahead and discuss this. and We'll do that when we return. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Like serial killers? You, you scream as loud as you can. They're already scared of you. They stab you just once. You know what I mean? Then run Or maybe they fucking kill it's, you. It's and aliens? I'm thinking either. Yeah, guys. probably. <laughs> like, but like, if you're going to take my sperm, at least make me happy. Don't forget about the paranormal. Why? Why do you look like that? Because I'm from hell, bitch! Why are you from hell? Come on strange drunken journeys with us, your hosts Tomcat, aka Tom Thompson, and Billy Kirby, as we drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Strange Brew Podcast, that's Strange Brew Podcast. Okay, Tom, relax. Strange Brew can be found anywhere you can find a podcast, though. From Apple Podcast and Spotify to Podbean and many more. So crack those beers or, or the booze and light those doobies because, because it's about to get strange. Yep, so it's definitely a reboot because it's not a remake. It's sort of the same thing, just with a different coat of paint. Yeah. Because the first one, I guess, didn't really end the way that it was expected to. I don't know. No, we had, we got up to nine. There were 15, so we had that many more to go, and then the page just mysteriously vanished. It got taken off the internet, man. Canceled. That's what happens, man. That's because they didn't want us to know the truth. They didn't want us to get to number one there are, and, and learn the actual secrets. They're hiding God, man. They're hiding God. 
what if God was one of us? <laughs> Just a slob like one of us. <laughs> what if God was on that list? What if God is on this list, man? Let's get into this. All right. <laughs> so we got number one, the Mandela effect. Some people claim to remember TV coverage of Nelson Mandela's death in the 1980s, even though he actually died in 2013. The Mandela effect is therefore supposedly proof that whoever is in charge of our simulation is changing the past, or alternately, this evidence of a parallel universe and some individuals have crossed from one universe in which Mandela died in the 80s into ours, where he lived to age 95. Additional examples of this phenomenon include some remembering the name of the Berenstain Bears children's book spelling as Berenstain Bears. Of course I remember that. And others recalling a non-existent movie from the 1990s. 90s called Shazam starring the comedian Sinbad as a genie I I can't speak on that because I don't remember anything like that I do I have memories like I can picture in my head Sinbad dressed up like a genie uh, I, I can picture and I know that there's been videos that have spoofed the whole idea and the whole concept of that but I think one argument against it is just the fact that Sinbad in his everyday life already kind of looks like a genie. <laughs> you know, he, he, he kind of has the body type and no matter, like, I know that he would perform wearing sweatpants a lot and just during that time when he was kind of big in the late 80s and early 90s, you know, it was kind of that fashion, mm -hmm. you know, with the hammer, hammer pants and all of that. So, uh, that might not actually have been a thing. It could have been, though, man. I, I I think there is something to the Mandela effect. I don't know if it has anything to do with the uh, whole simulation theory, but it very well could, man. I never really thought of that. Yeah, um, and not only that, with the name, the name Sinbad, you're just kind of thinking to Middle Eastern, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, the, genies uh, and shit like Arabian that. Arabian yeah. Nights. Yeah, I was yeah. just, I was trying to say, for some reason, I couldn't come up with Arabian Nights. So I was like, a, a thousand and one nights. No, that's not the correct answer. But... <laughs> <laughs> a hundred and one uh, Dalmatians. Yeah, a hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I mean, we we did uh, we covered the whole Mandela effect, uh, and we're gonna have to revisit that. I really do want to revisit that, but we talked about it with our boy Yuck Nasty, yeah. and I can't remember if I brought up during that talk, there was a sitcom back in the day that there was a kid or a family that had a ghost in their attic, and the ghost was portrayed by Olivia Newton-John. I've, I've brought this up to people, and not a whole lot of people seem to remember it, and I've done extensive internet searches on this, and there seems to be no sign of it on the internet. I don't recall anything like that from the 80s. It's the damn Mandela effect, man. We're oh, in a simulation. It I, happened. I, I swear it you're happened. I think you're crossing over from another dimension, man. That, that's got to be it. It has to be the answer, man, because I feel out of place here. Yeah. And in my where I come from, Olivia Newton-John was a ghost in the attic. Okay, she was a ghost in the attic. See, I don't remember anything like that. I remember Small Wonder, the robot kid. Of I remember course. Punky yeah, Brewster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saved by the Bell, that kind of thing. But never uh, Olivia Newton-John being a ghost in the attic. It was a thing, I swear it. I swear <laughs> it. I, I don't doubt you, sir. It was Not at all from the program. 
It got canceled by the universe. The universe canceled it. Its program was deleted. Yeah, just like they canceled the page that we were originally running on. Maybe it was a sick. Maybe it was. Maybe Olivia Newton-John was a ghost on that page. She might have been. Shit, I wouldn't put it past her. She was number one. Yeah, she was the first one that we never got to. We were still six, six away from number one. That reminds me of The Prisoner. You ever see The Prisoner? It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure that I've watched it. Oh, that was good stuff, man. We'll, we'll get into that at another point, but we should get back to this list. What's next? <laughs> All right, so number two, we've got Missing Aliens. We've spent billions of dollars sending probes into outer space and should probably have found evidence of extraterrestrials by now, right? Not so fast. Aliens would likely be far more technologically advanced than we are. The thinking goes, so the fact that we don't, we haven't located them suggests we live in a simulation they figured out how to escape from. Or maybe the computer we're in only has enough RAM to simulate one planetary civilization at a time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. I'd, I've never heard that theory before. I guess that kind of makes sense if you really think about it. You know. That could be evident, like, you know, that could be evident of that, you know, the fact that we have not confirmed any life. Well, I mean, as far as the general public knows, we haven't confirmed any life outside of us anywhere in this huge, huge universe. So it kind of doesn't make sense that we would be the only ones. Yeah, but what about the UFO footage that was recently declassified? Like, where would that come from? Was that shit built um, on this planet in this simulation by just our, the people here? Or is it from another world, you know? See, I like to think it's from another world, but the thing is, I've never connected aliens with uh, us living in a simulation at all. I've never connected those dots. I don't know, dude. As far as aliens existing and, and figuring out how to escape the simulation, I don't... Would we actually be able to escape a simulation? Like, because it's our universe. How yeah. would, would we actually be able to get out? Like when, um, like on Star Trek Next Generation uh, in the holodeck, uh, I think it was, was it Moriarty? Because... I think, yeah, I think it was Moriarty who um, figured out that he was a program in the holodeck, figured out that he wasn't real and that the, the whole thing wasn't real, and he did figure out how to escape. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's kind of like going into the future more recent. A lot of the episodes are, of Rick and Morty kind of break the fourth wall, and they're so meta that they were in a simulation of a train, but it was a toy. And uh, there was simulation Rick and Morty inside this little train and they were trying to escape and going into different tales of uh, their lives in the past and everything. While at the end of the episode, we find out that Rick and Morty are actually outside the simulation and they're playing with a toy train. And the toy train inside the simulation is like the entire world to everybody else. So All it, right, so you just spoiled <laughs> you just spoiled that for me because I fell off of Rick and Morty. I got to get back into that. Uh, you'll probably forget. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I will absolutely forget. Yeah, but no, and a lot of the episodes are like that, though, man. They're you think there's something, but like near the end, they turn out to be something else. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's so cleverly written. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with simulations and alternate realities and this and that, you know, so it could be. But you know what, though? As far as us figuring out the simulation, I feel like we can only get so far into that thinking because if we are in a program and if we're being monitored and controlled because it may be a simulation, but we don't know if we're being controlled. We're probably not being controlled. But if we are, if whoever is watching us has at least some control over the simulation, they can change whatever to make it seem normal to us. I was just going to say that memory manipulation. What if cats never existed before just this moment and whoever is controlling the, the program is like, I'm going to put these crazy looking little hairy animals and, and see how they react. But to us, they've always just been a part of our life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I so, like it. And I'll tell you why. Because it's cats. <laughs> you never know it's kind of like that uh, were you a fan of Buffy uh, somewhat okay now do you remember Dawn Buffy's sister that came about in I think episode I mean not episode season 4 I believe no, I, wasn't that, I wasn't that deep into Buffy okay well Buffy's sister but not her actual sister Uh, She was the key to open up this alternate demon realm or something like that. Uh, So she was an object given form by some monks. And uh, they they implanted the memories of uh, her, the key being Buffy's sister in human form so that Buffy would protect her with her life and um, never, never let her find out her true purpose or identity. And so that was kind of memory manipulation. You know, they're they're putting this entire childhood together and kind of uh, pulling the wool over the entire world's eyes. Because as far as everybody knows, this person is, you know, the vampire slayer's sister and she's going to protect her viciously, you know. So that's how they ensured the survival of their... Uh, of their key that they were supposed to protect so that this certain god from a demon realm wouldn't get it and open up and you know hell on earth basically that kind of thing okay that's pretty wild yeah so they they actually messed with the memories of buffy and everybody everybody that was close to her and and that's and yeah you're right that goes right along with what i'm talking about you know yeah everything was pretty much normal and then something new was introduced but we don't know that it's any different to us it's to us it's always normal this might be happening to us all the time and we just don't know it because it's part of the programming next thing you know ufos being declassified will you know just be a regular kind of thing and murder that'll be disappointing murder hornets (laughs) i mean that would be disappointing to me because these things are being introduced to us all at once but you know it's like well this i guess if it is a simulation that's kind of how i want it i want these things to be dumped on us and and our reaction is like what the hell is going on i don't want it to just be normal to us i don't want us to like it would be disappointing if we're just going through life and and then we're like oh you know there go the murder hornets you know you remember you remember the, the giant uh 
murder hornet outbreak in 1984 yeah that was awful yeah i don't want that i want to i want my mind to be blown by the things that are being introduced yeah but you see you the way you and i have always thought and many others probably our dear listeners who are listening now are thinking like oh the ufo the ufo declassification is really not that big of a deal because we have always you know not believed but maybe wanted to believe that there was something out there and the ufo sightings were not just a bunch of loons it was actual people seeing actual things but we've been desensitized to ufos and aliens for decades man yeah with all the movies and everything like that movies cartoons just making a joke of it you know merchandise everywhere emojis of the grays you know, crazy stories. We've been way desensitized to the whole idea of that. Mm. Hey, can you hold on a minute? I gotta let the cat out. Okay. All right. Yeah, the the cat was crying at the door. She said, "Let me out. Let me out now." <laughs> she didn't. She didn't want any more of this conversation. No. She's like, "I am real. Damn it." <laughs> <laughs> right. Respect me. Respect my meow. So what do we have next? Uh, number three, electrons that can't make up their minds. In physics, famous double slit experiment, electrons are fired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, we are totally going to go off the rails with this one because uh, physics, phew, way over my head. That's but all right, man. Anyway. Electrons are fired at a photosensitive screen through slits in a copper plate, usually producing an interference pattern that indicates wave-like behavior. But when the same experiment is conducted under observation, electrons behave like particles, not waves, and there's no interference pattern. Some have taken this to mean our simulation is conserving its resources and rendering certain things only when it knows we're looking at them. Okay, I've heard this before. Yeah that um, yeah. there were some experiments done, but under observation, the behavior of certain things change. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole that's the whole idea behind uh, Schrodinger's cat. Dude, we keep coming back to cats. Yeah, cat, cat uh, in a box, cat in a box, man. Yeah, but that's what that, that's, that's pretty much what that is, man. Like that's how quantum mechanics work. I mean, not that, not that I know, you know, my brain could never understand that. Uh, it's just like the observer or just the observation uh, affects the outcome. Um, mm -hmm. And it's insane. So is that kind of like... Random. Is that like if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it, did it really fall? Kind of thing. Or did it or did it make a noise? Because it definitely fell. Okay. But how do you know that it fell <laughs> if nobody was there to see it? If nobody was there to see it fall, but then you went to actually go... Oh, you just mean just... just I mean, if it, if nobody was there to see it, and it, I mean, if nobody ever goes there and there's no evidence of it whatsoever, <laughs> does it exist? And you know what? This kind of touches back on what we were talking about a little bit before, too, with um, it can't be proven to me at all, at all, that anything exists outside of what I can immediately observe. Absolutely. You know, just... Just like a map on a, on a video game, a little map in the lower left 
corner of the screen. You know, you're running around and, <laughs> yeah. and it expands as you go a little bit farther, but nothing else outside of that exists at all. Exactly. All right. So that brings me to this point I was trying to make. Um, and you, you helped me bring it along. But does most of the world fade away when we're not there? So right now we're sitting in our homes and we can hear our most immediate surroundings like, okay, there's a little highway near me and I can hear cars going by. And that's as far as I'm aware of. So if I'm not aware of it and I'm not observing it in any way, shape or form, does it even exist anymore? Right, because I mean, we can't, how can we really be convinced that, I mean, there's all kinds of other beings walking around and driving around and going about their business, but I can't be sure that any of you have actual consciousness you know and you can't be sure that i even do even though we're sitting here we're talking you know i Ooh. might just be a figment of your imagination you might be a figment of mine i don't know we might uh, be we two might be... ai avatars um exactly. communicating with one another that's just where i was going yeah right i mean this this really this this is way off the mark of the whole quantum mechanics the whole double slit ex uh, experiment but this is, this is where it took me. This is where it took us. <laughs> you guys are just going into crazy talk now. <laughs> the whole double slit thing, though, that for me, it's like that's just um, on the smallest level, on the in the on the quantum level, everything is everything is random. Like every everything that you can imagine has every single outcome, every possible outcome. Uh, unless you observe it, you know what I mean? Isn't um, that kind of like the multiverse theory where every decision yeah. you either make or don't make has uh, has the outcome and then that um, that's kind of multiplied by the decisions that the person in that multiverse makes or doesn't yes. make? Okay, and it, it, it keeps branching off. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, just from what I understand, because obviously I'm not a scientist, man. I'm, the, you know, I struggled through school and I've had head injuries all throughout <laughs> my life. So, but just from what I, from what I'm able to kind of understand, I guess, you know, in the quantum, on the quantum level, every possibility happens all at once, like everything. You know, that's why, like, that's what the whole double slit exper uh, experiment showed. Uh, and I can imagine how their minds were blown the first time they saw that because they weren't expecting that, you know, they weren't really looking for that outcome or, you know, they didn't know what outcome to look to expect, but that was what they got. So it took a while for them to even wrap their heads around it. I still can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, and that that has a lot to do with music, too, especially I found out like when my teacher was showing me something on the violin and it was a very odd pattern of notes and the music didn't resolve itself at the end of the measure and so i was trying to resolve it myself and he's like no you you come to a stop at the end and he's like do you know why that's so difficult and i said no he said because your mind is looking for a pattern and these notes are supposed to go in a certain pattern a certain way and it's supposed to resolve itself from the beginning to the end and it didn't resolve that's dope man. that's so, science yeah i was trying to make sense of that and i couldn't right yeah man that is science yes that was pretty but, cool 
but the 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 double slit thing i don't know i don't know if that says that this is all a simulation i guess it could be i guess it could support that but for me i've just always seen it as uh it's just a way to ensure that everything is random you know like uh it without if everything was in perfect symmetry nothing would matter nothing would grow um there would be no variation of anything if everything was in perfect symmetry so we need things to be random and chaotic in order for us to have growth and maybe even the flow of time there will be no flow of time if everything is just standing still Hmm. but is it random really or is it because our minds can't comprehend it that we just believe that it's random on the quantum level because of the experiments the one thing that i do understand is it is random (laughs) it's completely random um but just you know here here where we live where we move through time and space i don't i don't think anything is really truly random you have to get way down on a really small level for it to be random and cha- uh, truly chaotic down to the quantum level where ant-man yes, lives sir. jesus christ man <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> right after i said it i immediately regretted that i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> damn it man let's move on what's next yes all right so <laughs> all right number four dna that contains a computer virus that sounds like we covered that one didn't on the previous yeah. list did we get that at I don't know if we got there on the previous list, but it is something that we have touched on before in other conversations. All right. So um, in 2017, a multidisciplinary group of researchers at the University of Washington proved that they could embed malicious computer code into physical strands of DNA. Their aim was to show that computers working in gene sequencing were vulnerable to attack, but they may also have inadvertently revealed that what we perceive to be biological reality was in fact computer code all along. Okay, no, we didn't we didn't cover this on the last one. No, but I think we went into a little tangent that kind of led us in that direction. But yeah, we didn't didn't really cover this one. Mm. Yeah, that sounds a, a bit new to me. I feel like it is something that we talked about a little bit before though. You know. Well, I think I think it was you, because I know I didn't bring it up, but you said that the when the DNA sequence was looked at through like a microscope, it actually, the helix and everything actually had like ones and zeros in it or something like that. I think you brought that up before. <laughs> Dude, you, you mentioned that in a song. <laughs> I did? Oh. Yes, you did. <laughs> ones and zeros embedded in our DNA code. That was uh, you, man. All right. Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Mandela effect, man. Mandela effect. Right. But yeah, dude. I mean, DNA is just—it's too perfect. It's too, you know. I mean, look at that, man. I mean, I know people don't like the argument that something just looks too perfect to be natural, and you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was created. Um, but that's just that—that's just too much, man. Just the whole, the double helix is just too perfect. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wish I could think of a, a better, uh, more intelligent word to use, but for me, it looks like it was constructed. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to me like something that nature would put together. 
I don't know. Nature puts together a lot of cool shit. That is true, man. That is very nature. Nature put together um, Brazilian women. Have you ever seen a woman <laughs> from Brazil? Colombian women, bro. Colombian man, women. Colombian, even Canadian, man. Have you seen the women in Canada? Uh, yes, I have. There you go, man. And and nature did that. So thank you, nature. <laughs> for thank you. Colombian, Brazilian, and Canadian women. Yes, sir. Hmm. And some Australian women I've seen. Yes, yes. yes. Sir. Basically uh-huh. women all over the world. Yes. That's nature. Nature did that. Unless it was in oh man, maybe they were simulated. I mean, if I was to if I was to make a simulation or a program or something, I would probably have gone the same direction. Um, you would very have much to physically with the. You would have to ensure that all of the intelligent entities involved in this simulation found pleasure in viewing the the other creations that were made. And in which, like, apparently, if this is a simulation, then whoever did it is doing a bang-up job. Yes, sir. Whoever whoever is in charge of this simulation, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for yoga pants. Yes, but I do have to request that you give Bobby his eyes back. I, that would be very nice if, if you could start with the left one. Yes, so he can fully enjoy all that is yoga pants and women in yoga pants. Please and thank you. What do we have next, man? I do appreciate yoga pants. I want to make that clear. Man. Oh yeah, this is a simulation. That's that's that was that's a good one. So, yoga pants are next? the single greatest creation of the 21st century. Amen. Let's go. Number five is climate change with a question mark. How convenient. Our civilization is just coincidentally set on the cusp of environmental chaos, suggesting that we could be in ancestor simulation created in the hopes that we'd show our creators how to solve an energy crisis. This theory overlaps slightly with the aliens as simulation quitters theory above. If we found an innovative solution to climate crisis, extraterrestrial beings might return to crib the results. I like that. I mean, that's uh, that's all beautiful and everything, but I don't know if I can get behind that one. You know, it sounds fun um, to play with, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but climate change, like we're doing that and we're destroying this place. Yeah, we're that's making true. that happen. We are screwing a lot of stuff up. Yeah, we can trace back to to what we've been doing to make it happen. It's like it, it didn't just come out of nowhere. You know, we do have some things that seem or maybe that's just what maybe that's just what we're being made to think hmm. that it that it didn't just come out of nowhere. Because but we do have these other things that are coming out of nowhere, though, man. Like, all at once, dude, we're getting hit with asteroids. We got UFOs. We got murder hornets. We got deadly viruses. And everybody is staying in their house. People aren't driving. And that has to have an impact on certain things. I know that certain things are improving. The, the, the planet seems to be healing in some, some respects. Mm, so yeah. maybe there is something to it. This is a test. This is only a test. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm back in. Maybe there maybe there is something to it. Cause I mean, initially when you started reading it, I'm like, no, that, that doesn't. You know, we we did this. 
we're screwing everything up, but we're being put in a position where we can fix it. Huh. Yeah, but the only problem is, so far, the ones who are in control are kind of refusing to fix it and denying that there is even a problem. Yeah, that's been the case for a while, you know. The, the, the ones who have uh, something to gain, as crazy as it sounds, the ones who have something to gain from the Earth being destroyed, or, well, the Earth being destroyed as a result of them gaining, you know, they're like they're causing it to happen for the most part. Um, yeah, they want, of course they want to deny that it's happening, and of course they don't want to find... Um, other means of uh, energy and uh, things like that because it, it cuts into, you know, it, it digs into their pockets. So, <laughs> yes, this is true. And but, you, you got to think though, they must have a way of escaping either the simulation itself or the planet if they're so keen on, you know, destroying it and ending pretty much human life as we know it like wouldn't they be ending themselves unless they have an escape route i don't think so i think i mean they just don't care you know i mean i'm i'm sure they know the numbers you know and a lot of these people are older people anyway so they're like as, as long as as long as they have their money during their lifetime they don't care what else happens afterwards <laughs> they don't care what happened before you know we're all going to die i need my money yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So here's what we're gonna do, man. Let's do one more, All and right. then <laughs> if this list survives, yeah, because they are... want us to know the secrets, we'll come back. So um, number six. Now this one you will recognize because I recognize it from the previous list, and this is the video games that look like real life. Yes. So Elon Musk is a believer in Nick Ballstrom's simulation hypothesis, which posits that if humanity can survive long enough to create technology capable of running convincing simulations of reality, it will create many such simulations and therefore will be lots of simulated realities and only one base reality. So statistically, it's probably more likely we live in a simulation right now. Further proof that we live in the matrix, according to Musk, is how cool video games are these days. In 2016, he explained, 40 years ago we had Pong, two rectangles and a dot. Now 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D with millions playing simultaneously. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then games will become indistinguishable from reality, even if that rate of advancement drops by 1,000 from what it is now, it's a given that we're clearly on a trajectory that we're going to have games that are indistinguishable from real life. It would seem to follow that the odds that we're in base reality is one in billions. I'm, I'm totally on board with that one. This, this one we definitely covered on the, uh, the last list that we did. But yeah, I'm totally on board with that. It, it makes complete sense to me and it just it makes sense that if we do have the ability to create a simulation which we have we we have created simulations and, and uh, artificial intelligence that just gets smarter and smarter and and is able to make decisions and do things on their own it makes sense that we are not the first you know we are not the first in that line there had to there's very likely 
that there's many there were many before us yeah and doesn't that come up come back around to the ancestor simulation where everything happens in cycles and like i'm going back to the mayans here how their civilization was kind of like wiped out overnight and the only thing left to them is little cryptic things here and there right right and like the same thing with the pyramids in the egyptians too just the fact that there are pyramids everywhere with civilizations that i mean how could they have even known of each other's existence but yeah i think we can end it here yeah so we're gonna pick up this list next time man because i really enjoyed this list just hopefully it'll still be there because we don't want to do another reboot <laughs> yeah reboot. <laughs> i'm bookmarking it now and if it's gone if there's another 404 the next time that we revisit this then we know that something nefarious is going on they're trying to hide something we know absolutely man absolutely so uh that that will be absolute proof undeniable proof that we are in a simulation and the cake is a lie Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all, from how to make a peanut butter sandwich, to how can I get my hot coworker to notice me, to how do manatees bang, any question at all. Just contact at on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the Inhumans and... All right, our question this week comes from Jennifer... And she asks, if you could buy any one thing in the world and money was no object, what would it be? Nice question, Jennifer. One, only one thing. Huh. Okay. I think anybody who knows me well enough probably knows that I would buy the manufacturing uh, plant and the, the, the whole operation of Pringles. <laughs> that's that's what I would buy. I, just the whole setup, the whole kit and caboodle. Wow. Yeah. I'm a simple man with simple needs, man. I guess so. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, I was thinking along the lines of the the factory that produces those real dolls <laughs> robotic <laughs> <laughs> okay i I, All could, right. I could have a new girlfriend every every week man <laughs> so we were thinking along the same lines we both had pleasure in mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> definite pleasure <laughs> <laughs> oh man a different girl every oh yeah <laughs> You wouldn't have to worry about catching uh, COVID-19 or anything else like that. Um, right, man. I mean, 
you could just you, you're done with her and just throw her in the trash and on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not inhumane because well, she's wasn't, not human. And I wasn't thinking <laughs> about throwing them in the garbage. You know, you just uh, rotate them a little bit. You go donate. <laughs> put put them in. Donate them? Yeah, donate them to the needy. You know, I heard <laughs> to the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they got those brothels in like Japan or China where, or no, was it Russia maybe? Where they they're real doll brothels, man, and people like have sex with the dolls, and then they get sanitized and shit, and then other people come and use them. So you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I guess if it gets if it gets to the point where somebody is real, real desperate, I guess. But I, I don't know, man. I'm, now I'm starting to think, man. We could, you could do that. Have a little charity where you could donate the used ones to the homeless. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Probably. Probably, yeah. Or they might well, sell it for beer or something or food, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. Because right. I mean, what what's a homeless person gonna do with a real doll, though? I mean, come on, man. They're still human. They still have needs once that's true that's true unless they're really crazy like serial killer types and then they cut it up to see where where the skin of the real doll like fucking leather even better (laughs) even better because that saves an actual life yeah they do that to a doll that's true what if that gets them started on their path to becoming the next ed gein though Mm. so that's like a practice dummy for them Fuck. For, for murdering. I'm having an shit. existential crisis now, man. I think I just created a monster. That's kind of fucked up of you, man. Yeah. Really? If we're really getting down to it, that's not okay. No. How could you do this? I'm just... I'm so terrible. I can't help it. Man. It's in my DNA. I'm not human. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm mad at you. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. Disappointed. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> so there we go. That's what we would get, man. We would get we would get real dolls and, and Pringles. Yep. So um, thank you, Jennifer. Um, I hope we didn't disturb you too greatly, but you know, yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> you so, wanted to know, and we answered. And we want more questions, man. We need yes, more questions. Always give us lots more questions. And Bobby, like, where can they send us these questions? Well, they can reach us at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. And they can also reach us on Twitter at either Pod Inhuman, which is what we switched to, <laughs> yeah. or back to the original where we started. They can also reach us at IEXP underscore podcast. That was the OG and uh twitter uh decided that they wanted to let us have it again so uh either is good and when you do that be sure to put inhuman resources as the hashtag are you familiar at all with cat shit one (laughs) (laughs) it's a thing man it's a real thing i swear no i've never yeah man i've never heard of it (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's called Cat Shit One. Um, apparently, I guess it was originally a manga. I, I don't really know the whole, you know, the, I don't really know the whole history behind it, to be perfectly honest. But, and I don't even know how I came across the movie. It's like a short 
I guess, uh, short film. It looks like it's live action, which is just completely uncanny. Uh, it's it's a war scene. It's about 20 minutes, I think. It's this war scene where um, this, uh, I don't know if you would call him a soldier or whatever he is. You know, I'm not real up on all of the military stuff, but had to go in. And I, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've seen it, it's been a few years. I think they had to go in and rescue uh, prisoners of war, I believe. Uh, I mean, it's straight up war. It's bloody, it's gritty. Um, it's pretty intense. You feel like you're right there. But here's the crazy thing about it, man. The characters are rabbits. The characters are rabbits. They are bunny rabbits. <laughs> yes. That kind of reminds me of Tank Girl. I like Tank Girl. I like Tank Girl, man. I like Lori Petty. Yeah, Tank Girl was pretty <laughs> awesome. But no, yeah, I've never, yeah, never yeah. even heard of Cat Shit 1. It's wild, man. I, I See, I would have thought that that would have been something that you would have heard about or that you would have seen. Um, if you can find that, check that out, because now I'm starting to question whether it was actually real or not. Yeah, you know, there's so much obscure, obscure manga and anime that I haven't even seen. And like Jay Silver comes down on me a lot for not seeing shows that he's like, hey, dude, have you seen this? I'm like, no. He's like, boo. <laughs> I bet Jay is familiar with Cat Shit 1, man. We got to talk to him about it. I'm pretty sure he's familiar with it. He probably is because he's seen a lot of anime. Yeah, so it's a, this is a real thing, man. And when you look at it, it doesn't even look animated. It looks real. I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, this was, like I said, it was a few years ago. And full disclosure, I am visually impaired, but my vision was much better back then than it is now. Uh... But dude, I'm, I swear it's the craziest thing, man. It's like super uncanny, you know. It's just it gives you kind of a weird feeling to watch because you're you're straight you're looking at rabbits running around with guns and doing all of this crazy stuff. Now, are these rabbit rabbits or are they humanoid type rabbits? They're kind of they're. I mean, technically they are anthropomorphic, but they don't have human body types. They they have rabbit body types <laughs> so they're rabbits doing human things oh shit that's weird it is it's extremely weird i'm not doing it justice by even trying to trying to describe it and it's is the craziest thing i've ever seen and i've seen i've seen babies being born this is the craziest thing i've ever seen yeah i, I well i'm gonna have to tell you my baby being born story man but i think you have to oh that. okay then <laughs> Like I thought it was a Muppet. Did, <laughs> yes, did I tell you yes, that? Okay. You did tell right, me that. <laughs> the one and only baby being born story that I had, and I've already told it to you. Shucks. But anyway, back to uh, <laughs> Cat Shit One. Now, is that a series or is that just a standalone movie? As far as I know, it's just one movie. I don't know if they if it was planned to be a series. I think what they did was they just took uh, they just took one story from the from the manga and decided to go ahead and and release it uh, as a film. I believe that's what they did. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Again, like the whole thing is just a hazy, fuzzy memory. And and I don't do drugs. Like that would that would easily explain this whole thing. I could just say, oh man, I was high, but I don't get high. 
So I, I don't know how real this thing actually was. <laughs> you were going to watch anime, but then you got high and you got high. <laughs> A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, check out check out Cat Shit One. Please yeah, search gonna, for it. I'm gonna watch look that it. up, dude. Definitely. I, yes, man. And please, please, anybody who has seen Cat Shit One, please hit us up. Let me know that I have not lost my mind. Let me know that this is a real thing. Okay. Jay Silver, write to us. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Discord, whatever. Let us know if Bobby has lost his mind or if he's telling the truth. I need evidence. What up, fart knockers? Aries! Stop insulting people. These are potential listeners. Yeah, I'm so sure. Happy horror coffee break, old time horror radio show. We take the best and worst <laughs> creepypasta stories online, and our finest of quality reenactors perform them for you in the style of old-timey horror radio dramas. Everyone knows it's just you disguising your voice poorly. No, it's not. Besides, we have an abundance of great guests. There's music and t-shirts. And a bunch of dick and fart jokes. You're not wrong. <laughs> Catch us on all the major podcasts, thingamawarpers. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Schlapstick, Hard Knockers, and the rest. Idiot. Tune in every other Friday. There's a new episode. Or just stick your head in an oven. Same difference. Aries. <laughs> we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Toodles. The fourth hand joint. We'd like to give shout outs and much love to Klondike Bill, Burbs, Nathan Mondor, our Canadian correspondent, Shaheen with NuclearHeatShop.com, Get in the Corner, WNC Super Party, Dirt Sheet Dudes, Hollywood Hangout, Suplex City Limits. The Federation, Smack It Down Podcast, Transcontinental Project, It's Pathetic with Scott and Rybread, The High Marks, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Archon's Corner, Yakuza Kick Radio, The Michael Deacon Program, Sir Dirk, Regularly Scheduled Hostility, Alien Conspiracy Podcast, Conspiracy Cafe, Alien Theorists Theorizing, Hysteria 51, and a special thanks to the networks that provide us a platform, WNC Network, Wrestling Soup, and Fourth Hand Media. And now we extend out to you, dear listener. Uh, if you have any input on this, if you have your own things to say, anything to add to this list, or anything that we didn't cover, please reach out to us at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Pod Inhuman. Also, we've got our old page back. Twitter just uh, contacted me this morning. So, hey. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, it, what was it? IEXP underscore podcast. 
on yes, Twitter? Yes, sir. Okay, yes. So you can hit up either of those Twitter pages, and we would love to hear from you, and we will get back to you. Also, hit us up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, and go buy a shirt on Teespring. Buy a shirt. <laughs> We definitely would love your support. Um, and if you can't do any of that, please consider leaving us a five-star review. If you would like to have your review read by either of us, I can't think of anything else. Am I missing anything, Bobby? Nope, you got it. All right, cool. So we will see you next time on The Experience. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.